0: My name is Kimberly Olson, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a bestselling author, speaker, online marketer, and branding coach on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Join us as we dive into the gold dating strategies that are working today for those actively building in the trenches and growing a personal brand on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Gold Digger Girl. I'm so excited to be on today with you because I brought one of my new girlfriends, Sarah Torres Farrick, and she is going to blow your mind with the information and content she's going to share today because I know a lot of you have been asking me the question about how to expand, how to hire, how to get you know some support in your business, and we're going to talk all about that and more. So welcome on, Sarah. So excited to have you. Oh, thanks! I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Okay, girl, so a lot of them are probably new to you, um, so I would love for you to bring them up to speed. Can you share with us a little bit about you, who you are, and what got you into the industry that you're in now?
1: All right, so I'm a mom of two and I am an HR lady. I got into HR because I graduated with a philosophy degree and I'm still trying to figure out how you can make money philosophizing. But <laughs> my dad was in HR, so I got an HR internship. But my, and that was about 11 years ago, my first kind of introduction to entrepreneurship, small business, was my husband. We've had a business where he kind of does, he's the face of the business, and I do the back end in baseball and softball instruction. And then it was about, oh, I guess two or three years ago that I kind of had that aha moment about, hey, I don't have to just, you know, help all these small businesses with their HR. That's actually a business and everything I wasn't loving about my big job I could get, you know, from helping small businesses. So now I really focus on helping small businesses tackle kind of all that HR stuff, all that stuff about dealing with people and making sure your business is
0: protected when you make that transition. That's awesome. And I love it because you are already naturally like innovative and entrepreneurial minded because with the time of this recording, we're still in quarantine and so many people are in brick and mortar situations or aren't online and we're in what you did is you just said, okay, I'm not loving this. So how can I make this into a business? And I feel like really anything that you guys do, like if you're nine to five or you're working, there's so many unique ways that you can make money with that. So I commend you. I think that's awesome. And you, how do you, what's like, what's your outlet or format for that? Do you do coaching? Do you do private clients? I know you have a podcast leading your team. I think I follow you on Instagram as well. How are you primarily like helping people? Like how do you, how do you connect with, with your clients?
1: So it started doing a lot of one-on-one stuff. And right now we're in transition to kind of do that one-to-many. So doing more templates, like we just launched an employee handbook template And we're starting up doing some coaches, um, sorry, some courses. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we still have a little bit of that one to one, which is mainly that kind of leadership coaching that an executive might need.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. I'll have to talk to you after this because I was just thinking, I kind of shifting to that where I've got some. Fleshed out roles now, you know, and I was like, we really need something formal, like an uh, employee handbook or a standard operating procedure. You know what I mean? Something a little more official. So, I think that's amazing that you do to offer tools like that. So, my audience, those listening, most of them are in network marketing, direct sales. Uh, Some of them do a little bit of coaching or want to, and mostly moms. Uh, Of course, I have you know people who aren't, but the majority of people listening are busy moms, just like you and I. And one of the questions I'm getting a lot of right now is I am at that point where I'm understanding that I need to leverage my time. And it's not even time management with a lot of them. It's like, they literally don't have time to do all the things. So they're open to expanding their resources and bringing on their first virtual assistant, or maybe realizing they don't want to necessarily tackle Facebook ads or, or sales funnels. They want to hire someone to do that for them. So I would love to talk about that. So when it comes to getting started with that, what would be like, first off, do you help people or we can talk about it now? How do you make that decision that you're ready for that? Is that something you kind of analyze with clients um, or could point my listeners in the right direction?
1: Yeah. So I do, I do do that and this is kind of what I love because having my husband's business for so long i've i've been on kind of both sides seeing where you waited too long to outsource and you're like oh man i left money on the table or you go too fast and you might have wasted some money or you might have some kind of other risks in there so what i like for people to do especially in the small business world and especially like moms is to first think about what personal things that you can outsource. So if you're coming to the decision where you think you need to outsource and it's coming from a place of there's not enough time in the day or I can't reach my next business goal because I just don't have that bandwidth. I need the first question you should ask is that personal outsourcing because it's a lot easier to hire a maid to get back hours than it is to hire an employee or e- even a contractor. So I would first look, how can you outsource your, your personal life? Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, and then once we kind of know, we, got, we have our personal life, that balance between our business and our momhood and our, our you know, personal passions, once that's balanced, then we can kind of move into how do we take our business to the next level? And I like to think about outsourcing in three categories. And it's not a you do one and then the other. You really have to look at it about what kind of business do, do you want to have? Okay. So the, the most common type of business is... Um, Not kind of an agency model. This is the most common type that we see in the mom business, small business community is you want to just do more, right? Mm -hmm. It could be that you want to serve more clients, you want to have more impact, or it also means that you want to have your business and make the same amount of money, but have less time, have less stress, have less day to day right? Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: They're all (laughs) stressed out. Yes. We all can use some hours back and just that mental release, right? To not have to worry about something. Yeah. So first you can hire a, an expert, right? So this could be, you have an expert could be, do you struggle with the financial aspects of your business? Do you dread doing your books? Do you dread doing your taxes? Well, if you haven't hired a financial expert, then that might be something you need to look at because you can't Google your way to being a CPA, right? <laughs> so these are the things, you can't Google your way to being an attorney, those special things that only the expert can do, or maybe uh, maybe you want the next stage of your business requires an app. Well, for most of us, we can't Google our way to being a, an engineer, a software <laughs> engineer. Some of us may be. Not me. Coding is kind of hard, right? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of easy. If you look at the goals of your business, where you want to go, what are those things that an expert needs to do? That's, that's a really good hire. And a lot of those are easy hires. they so not a lot of risk in them because you're going to hire them as contractors. Okay. The next one, which we, we often jump into are the support roles, mm. right? These are your virtual assistants, yeah. your ads managers, your marketing support staff, and the question you should ask yourself is, am I jumping into this because I don't want to be bothered with it? And if that's the answer, you should take a step back because these things you need to kind of know what you want first. So it's much better if you say, I have kind of done the customer service aspects of my business. But when I go through kind of the process, and we can talk about the process if you, if you, you kind of wanna go deeper in that or there's an external resource, but if you go to the process to map out what you're doing and hey, I, I, I do do customer service, it's a system that's working pretty well, but it's taking a lot of time. Then, okay, that might be something that we can hire somebody to do. But if you're in the spot where you're like, my customer service is a hot mess, <laughs> I am struggling to answer. I am writing a new email every time. I don't have any templates. Hiring a virtual assistant to manage your customer service emails is probably not going to be a success. Not the fault of the virtual assistant, right? Just the fault of the the system. Um, If you're in that boat, it might be you need kind of a coach to help you with your systems and operations. To get organized.
0: Okay. And that way, when you bring that person on, you're not just like handing them your hot mess.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause you know, you're not hiring a virtual assistant to coach you in your systems development.
0: You know, that's a huge point, Sarah, that I think a lot of people think that, and I bet that's why some oftentimes people don't have a good fit with their first virtual assistant is because the expectations are wrong. Right. They're like, Oh, this person's going to come clean up my business or grow my business. And it's like, hold up. Like you need to make sure you have done your due diligence to get the things in place and are creating that success. And now you can have someone take that off your plate. Would you say that's accurate?
1: Oh, exactly. And you might not even know what you want, right? So (laughs) on one day you might say, do this and then they do it. And you're like, Oh wait, that's not, because you didn't, you didn't know what you, you wanted, right?
0: Oh yeah. So me when I first started, I
1: think we've all been there.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. So are the three categories, um, wanting someone to help you do so you can do more, like have less stress and all that, or is the first category hiring an expert?
1: Right. So the first category would be hiring the expert. The second category, yeah, is hiring a support staff. Okay. And the third category is hiring like a mini you. So this is the agency model. So if your business goal is to have an agency where you're like the CEO and there's a bunch of like mini yous and they're doing the actual work with the clients. Okay. Right? So maybe you're a CPA and you don't wanna do taxes anymore. You just wanna hire more CPAs and you want them to do the taxes and right. you just wanna run the business. Okay. Right, and sometimes we see like, I, there's a really, really great CPA in the online space and her first hire were CPAs to help her during tax time. And then it was bookkeepers to help her clients. And then later on, she hired a virtual assistant, right? So I think oftentimes when we look in the online space, especially the female online space, we see virtual assistant, virtual assistant, virtual assistants, and we get this false sense that that's
0: everybody's first step. Oh, I definitely do that. Like I'm guilty of that. I wonder if it's because that's what I did. So I'm kind of just naturally teaching know what i mean saying well this is what i did i and honestly it was kind of a fluke thing you know what i mean it wasn't like pre-planned i just knew i couldn't i think i was at where you said um the the getting into outsourcing deciding okay i want to do more and for me it wasn't even that i wanted to make more money like you said i just wanted to be able to make the time for it. And I couldn't, cause I was working full time. So I knew I needed help. So I think my brain went to, I just need all hands on deck. Like, let me get a body right to start. Okay. And that's not necessarily, I think I, I, I truly think I lucked out. So I want to teach people the right way. So what would you say, by the way, Sarah, when, one thing you said quickly, and I want to hit on this because I don't talk about this enough. When you said, what can you do to, to balance out your personal life first? I think a lot of times my moms out there, they think that they should be cleaning. They think that they need to keep the house. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'll get a voice memo from a girl on my team, a mom. Okay. I just got done with laundry. You know, I've been been up for three hours. The house is clean. Okay. I'm ready to work on my business. And I'm thinking, what? Like, I don't clean. I don't cook. I don't do any of that stuff, but I used to, right? I used to come home every day and I was working full time. I was cooking, cleaning, I was doing all these things. No wonder I was so stressed out and got sick all the time. Right. Right. But one of the things I did that really changed for me is I told my husband, look, either we got to decide who's going to do what, or we need to hire someone. So I, we did a, for a while when he was not home because of quarantine, but he was commuting, you know, had his job. I picked up meals every Monday for the whole week. Like I would go to, uh, it's one of those places where they, they fresh make it. I would go every Monday and I would just pick up all of our dinners for the week. And my husband's like, okay. I'm like, this is the choices, dude. You know what I mean? Like you want a happy wife? (laughs) This is what we need to do. But that helped me realize like it was okay for me to take care of my personal self because then I was able to just focus on my business. And that's when it exploded is when I started outsourcing some of that personal stuff. So those listening, I want to encourage you to really think about what she said, that it's not selfish. It's actually really smart. Right, I I still
1: struggle with this and I tell myself, Sarah, you're mom the CEO, not mom the worker bee, right? It's my responsibility to make sure my family has all these things, not for me to do them. And I maybe weekly I have to remind myself (laughs) about this. Right, I don't need to be cleaning the toilet bowl. I'm I'm the CEO, I'm in charge of making sure the toilet bowl is
0: clean. (laughs) Exactly, the result is the same, right? You just choose how you go about it. Okay, so the first step is to make sure you take a inventory of your personal life and ask yourself, okay, what are the things here that I could delegate? Is there maybe chores that could be divvied up if your kids are, you know, school age or teenage? Is there someone you could hire? Could you do a trade with someone in the neighborhood? Like get the personal stuff taken care of because, like you said, you're a CEO now. Like even if you're making a thousand dollars a month you can literally grow that to 10,000 a month if you start to think like a CEO and do the actions before the income is there. So if you were making six figures, would you be cleaning your toilet? No, you would pay the, uh, uh, someone in the neighborhood to come to your house once a month for 200 bucks. You know what I mean? So I love, love, love that. So once you get the personal piece taken care of, do you, I think before we started recording, you had a tool that you mentioned. Can you share that resource that you've put together to help people map out what to outsource? Yes.
1: Yeah, so there is, you can go to hrcircleonline.com toolkit. And in there, there's a lot of goodies. But what you want to focus on is the kind of hiring right resources there's a workbook and a training, and it's going to walk you through a process. So the first step of the process is you're going to map out everything that you do. And the, your first kind of urge might be to outsource the things you don't like doing. That's important, but that, that's not where we want to start. So we're going to map out everything that we do, and this could be you kind of brain dump in one session. If you're having trouble recalling everything, you might journal for a week or two weeks. If you're not a big writer, it's okay to just like dictate it to your phone. And because you're just brain dumping everything that you do, right? And then what you want to do is take those things and we're going to group them together into categories. So it might be um all your kind of social media development like you're developing graphics it could be all your customer service work it could be all your client work in in for your membership and all your client work for your one on ones right so you're grouping things together and then what you need to do is prioritize what you're doing because we need to make sure we're prioritizing before we start outsourcing cuz sometimes if we just jump to, I'm going to outsource what I don't like to do, we're outsourcing a low priority. Mm. And if it's a low priority, maybe we just don't do it. Right. Right. So we have to get, yeah, we have to get through that hurdle first. (laughs) Maybe we just let that go. (laughs) Yeah. Just, oh, that's a low priority and I hate it. Let's just, (laughs) let's do it. Right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So then now you have a list of high priority things that you're doing. So then you want to think about what do you really have to do? And that's not what you like to do because sometimes we like to do things that we shouldn't be doing because it doesn't make financial sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure like Steve Jobs loved coding and design. But he probably should just pay, he probably should have just paid his engineers to do that, right? Right. <laughs> so it's kind of that, that, that thing, right? So once we know like what, okay, you have to be doing your lives on your social media, right? That would be weird if somebody else came on, right? You have to be the face providing the training because right. that would be weird. There are some times that you might have experts come in, but you need to be the face in those things. You need to be the one on the podcast. You need to be the one on the stages right right so those have to be you even if you don't like them and it's kind of a stretch kind of activity for you so now we have these other tasks and now you're allowed to ask the question about what do i hate doing and if there's something you hate doing on that list that's where you could kind of start to find and what's also nice now that we're grouping things together we can give a big chunk right so instead of saying oh i just hate dealing with um payment um, payments not going through and i'm going to outsource that well now we have a big chunk right so now we have an entire chunk to give a virtual assistant and now we have information that now we can draft some materials to attract the right person because we have kind of a, a short image of what that position looks like right? Not just, hey, everyone on social media, I need help with this. Oh, now we know we need a virtual assistant to help with A, B, and C. And I kind of have taken the time to know what I'm looking for.
0: That's huge. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of, I don't say I think, I know a lot of these newer entrepreneurs that are getting to that point where they're like, okay, I need some support here they don't know what they keep telling me i don't know what to delegate i don't know what to give them i don't know what to do i know i need help but i'm just so overwhelmed i don't even know what to give someone so if they went through this process then they could identify what that is and then articulate that and that way not only can they get a clear image of what that looks like they're going to be able to communicate that and attract that that ideal person to them versus just finding someone where they're like, yeah, it seems like they have good work ethic. They've been highly recommended. And then, then they're like, okay, you're hired. Okay. Now what do I do with you? Right. And then there's that stagnant, like weird, you brought them on, but now what do I do with them? And then that person's like, okay, I don't even know what to do with you. I think that that's the part that a lot of people mess up. Not right. knowing, but you know, this, this tool that you have, and you said HRcircleonline.com forward slash toolkit. Did I get that right? That's correct. Okay. Guys, I'll put it in the show notes too, for you You guys can just click, but some, some of the platforms it streams on, it doesn't have show notes. So I just wanted to repeat that again. And then, so when one of the other things too, I mean, this is like nonstop amazingness, but it's so funny that I am at the point now where I've, um, I have someone who does all my Facebook ads and she's a million times better than me because she's, that's what she does. Someone else who, you know, does the funnels and, I still write the ad copy, but, or the, um, the copy for it because it's my tone, but I am in the process of having someone take that over, but it helped me so much to learn Facebook ads and do my own ads for, I, I think I did them for six months by myself. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to scale. So that was one of the pieces. And now I'm able to, say to her, this is what I'm looking for. This is the outcome. This is what we want the ad to feel like. Here's the video for it. Like it's helped me so much to look at the analytics that she sends. Like I get it. You know what I mean? Versus just paying someone and like crossing your fingers, you know? And so instead of saying, Oh, I don't, cause I think a lot of the, the people listening, they don't want to post on social media because it takes time to think about the content. It, it, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be personal. You have to think about what would, what would offer, how could I offer value to my audience, connect with them? And they're like, I'll just pay a virtual assistant to do all my content. And then I'll hear from virtual assistants who are like, I'm so frustrated because the person won't give me anything <laughs> to post. So I think you hit a huge, huge nail on the head of, of, you gotta, you have to think about, do you, are you, are you just wanting someone to take it on because you're not willing to figure out how to do that thing or address why you're feeling that resistance around it. You know what I mean? Is it just a skill you need to learn? And that way you can get it down and then say at some point, like, okay, this is a piece I would like to have someone else handle because it's going to make more sense for me to be on the Facebook lives, on the podcast. It's going to make more sense for me to create content in my zone of genius versus putting some blog posts together. So I love that you said that, Sarah. I'm sure you see that all the time with people when you're working with them.
1: Yes, I think... And I can't be guilty of this too. You you want to go fast, right? You want success, but there's no way around growing pains. There are going to be growing pains. If you're starting on social media, there'll be growing pains. If you're starting with paid advertising, there's going to be growing pains. If you're starting a podcast or a YouTube channel, there's going to be growing pains. There's no way around it. So either you're going to be the one going through the growing pains where you can learn what you like and what you don't like, or you're going to pay somebody to go through the growing pains, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they're going to be there.
0: Right. So you either do it for free, (laughs) suck it up, or you pay someone and it takes just as long, if not longer. Yeah. And I
1: mean, six months from now, a year from now, when you're rocking in your business, no one is going to care that your first YouTube video was horrible Mm -hmm. or no one's going to scroll back that far in your Instagram. And if they do, that's a great problem. That means you are super rock star, right? If they're scrolling back that far and you can just, they're probably not looking at thinking, ah, this person's a joke, right? They're like, oh, I can relate to this person even more because she really did come here. So there's there's only positives to come from, just get your stuff out there, work with it a little bit, go through those growing pains yourself, and then you're going to get to a point where where you can expand your company.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So closing thoughts is for those listening that heard all of this and they're like, okay, the cell sounds great, but how do I put this into action? What would you recommend as a, a, a next step? Would it be to get the, go to hrcircleonline.com forward slash toolkit, get the HR toolkit so they can start the brain dump. They can start chunking. Um, I have a, I have a community where they can connect with, uh, clients connect can connect with virtual assistants and other service professionals. I'll put that below too. It's called Gold Digger Assist. Um, You guys, I'll put that down below for you. I think most of you know about it. Um, But what would you recommend as that next step? Would it be just to sit and and analyze and kind of reflect on how it's going personally, professionally and say, okay, where's the energy drains? Where's the lack of efficiency? Like, do you have them do that on their own? Is that something that you help people with? What would be like a good next step for them?
1: So I think the first step is to analyze that personal company balance. And that, that is something that I can work with. And if you go through there, you might be in the spot where you need to do some work to streamline and outsource your personal life. If you're like, no, you know, everything's working well in that personal aspect, the balance is good, then I would go and get the toolkit and go through the process to really establish what you need to outsource. And then what's great is that's going to give you a picture of who you can look for within the Gold Digger community. And it's going to help those VAs too know, hey, I should raise my hand on that one because I think it'll be a good fit.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, cool. Well, you all get her free resource below, which is amazing. And then Sarah, where can they find you to keep up on what you're doing just to learn more? What's the best place for them to follow you?
1: The best place is LinkedIn. I know it's not super fun, but (laughs) if you're on LinkedIn, um, I'm just Sarah Torres Farrick. That might be hard to pronounce. So you can go to hrcircleonline.com and get the link there. And if you're not on LinkedIn, you should give it a shot. You know, I'll be your friend down there. We can work through it together.
0: Oh, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. I love that. It's such a great place, especially for those of you in network marketing or even in coaching, actually. You can find amazing um, business builders. You can find coaching clients there. It's just all about work, which is always the awkward, like how do I bring that up on social media? So LinkedIn can be a really, really a positive place to build your network. I love it. Well, Sarah, thank you so, so much for being on. I know that they are all just gonna just adore this information you shared today and you just brought so much value. And I, I so appreciate you taking the time.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's been so fun. We'll
0: have you back on for sure. And for those listening, as always, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. If you get a second, leave a review and um, until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Bye-bye.